When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Cowboys Eagles week and we are ready to preview week nine. Let's go. What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And tonight, we'll talk about the one obvious decision that the Cowboys have to make in order to beat the Eagles in Week 9. They face each other on Sunday 325 Central Time, and it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be one of those that you just you just love to overstate, even though we know that this game will not ultimately define the NFC East. It's sure going to have a big impact. And right now, the Eagles are the far and away favorites to win the division, and the Cowboys are in a position to maybe screw those plans up starting now so i think that's why it gets a lot of hype i think it should get hype we need to act as if it is a big deal because if it because it, it is a big deal even though i was listening to skywalker steel and patrick walker talk about how this is not the season and i do agree with that that being said though it's one of the biggest games of the season so definitely excited about it all tonight we'll talk about some of the keys to beating the eagles and as I said, we will start with the one obvious decision to beat Philadelphia. We'll talk about that in a minute here. We'll also have the betting the Cowboys segment. We'll have our bet of the week for this one, uh, which I am nervous about because I'm not exactly sure how to feel about this game regarding a potential prediction, which is why we're going to center most of this show in the actual analysis of the head-to-head. Uh, let me say hi really quickly in the chat, though, before we begin. We've got Peter Rizzo, we've got Toxic Tom, we've got Marcus, Ines, Katharina, Brett, Gilbert. I know that some people were, uh, how to say it, um, some people were pointing fingers at me and calling me a Steelers fan in the chat. I am not any of those things, ladies and gentlemen. I am not a Steelers fan, but we did have some personal issues, and, and that's why we started the late uh, we started late tonight, uh, but we're here, which is what matters. The Titans lead the Steelers 10-7 to at this time. So let's get to it. The one obvious decision that the Cowboys have to make versus the Eagles is as follows. Let Dak cook. Let me know in the chat whether you agree or disagree that that is the way to go at the Eagles. You got to enter this game absolutely sure 
that you want to throw the football on early downs. You don't want to get to this game wanting to win it by establishing the run or anything like that. And the numbers reveal that pretty clearly to me. You look at the Eagles' defensive numbers, and as always, you know that we use EPA per play here on the show. And it seems like an average defense in several ways. Just looking at EPA versus the rush, they are 19th in in EPA per play versus the run. Uh, Versus the pass, they're 15th in EPA per play. Success rate is more or less the, the same, like 11 and 10, top 11 defense in both success rate categories. But still, nothing too special. However, where the Eagles are sincerely good and when they are legitimately one of the best in the NFL is early down defense versus the run. They rank number two in EPA per play in this category, early down run EPA, and number five in success rate. So this is a great defense stopping the run in early downs. And if you're the Cowboys and you have struggled to run the football efficiently, that is the one thing that you need to stay away from this game. The Cowboys cannot go to Philly and cannot expect to win their stadium in front of their home crowd wanting to establish their run. Because not only is that tough to envision, statistically speaking, like the Eagles have the edge there, but you would not be playing to your strength. And we'll get to that in just a moment here. But do you agree or disagree that this is one game where the Cowboys need to put it on Dak Prescott to walk away with the win. Let's see what you guys have to say here in the chat. Toxic says, disagree. Give Jerry wrong times for the offensive game plan meetings and make a legit plan. Uh, That's a good plan too. I I will agree to that. Katharina says, agree 100%. Todd Murray says, just keep it going and let Dak do what he does. So agree there. Bruce says, hashtag let Dak cook or let Dak deal, which is also... One of the rally cries that I've seen on Twitter. Ines says, agree. Brett also agrees. So pretty much, we've got a unanimous agreement in the chat so far. This is a game where you got to put it on Dak. Just air it out, as Travis Powers says right now on YouTube. Now, how would that look like versus the Eagles' defense? And I honestly think it could look good. You look at the past... I don't know, handful of games against Philadelphia. And one thing that has been clear is the Cowboys can go at their secondary. Just historically speaking, Dak Prescott does well against Philly. And I think it does matter because where, whereas you could say, hey, 2021 does not really matter in 2023. I think it is a significant difference between the 49ers games and the Eagles games for the Cowboys. They have matched up well versus Philly in the past. And, you know, with San Francisco, they have never matched up well. So I do think that part of it is different. I will point out several other things about Philly here to really drive home this point and why I think the Cowboys should let Dak cook on this one. Philly struggles versus those trips looks and bunch looks that we talked about yesterday when going over some of the strengths of the Cowboys and what they showed versus the Rams and how they really discovered something special with CD. You know, the way that they used CD versus LA 
was special because it wasn't your regular slot work from CD Lamb, right? He wasn't working from the slot every single down. He was out wide and not only wide, but being the isolated wide receiver, having him to the weak side of the formation, allowing him to get some one-on-one looks. And then they got him in bunch and they threw a screen pass to him twice. Uh, We could see some different stuff out of bunch on this game. And Philly has struggled with it. And I was looking at the honest NFL try to explain on Twitter slash X why they struggled. And basically it was mostly about the defensive structure where Philly tries to match up against that bunch formation where you've got three playmakers, whether that's three wide receivers or or three or two wide receivers and a tight end, but you've got three pass catchers bunched together. That's why it's called bunch. And the Eagles try to defend that with three defenders. So they don't try to get four over three offensive players. They try to match up against uh, against it like three on three. That would be an issue versus the Cowboys. They have had some success versus the Eagles, like in the case of Philly. But that's having four versus three. And if you do have four, four versus three, and on the other side, it's CD Lamp isolated, then the Eagles are vulnerable to that. I just think that these Cowboys offense can really spread out Philly and just target them through the passing game again and again and again. They also sort of struggled versus trips formations. And that's what we saw mostly versus the Rams. It was so fun to see so much or so many uh, three by one looks versus LA. And this is a heavy zone team. The, the Philadelphia Eagles are. This is a team that wants to communicate that wants to pass off assignments as much as they can. They did a fantastic job stopping the Miami Dolphins on prime time. Now they get the Cowboys who are not as creative scheme-wise, but they do have that special QB1, wide receiver one chemistry growing between Dak and CD. And they do have Brandon Cooks, who is playing better and better. They do have Jalen Tolbert biting into those snaps from Michael Gallup. So you do have playmakers. Are they at the level of the Bengals? Are they at the level of what the Dolphins do with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle? Maybe not, but they do have the players to go out there and win, even against a good defense. So I will say obvious decision that Dallas needs to do to make, excuse me, versus the Eagles is let Dak Prescott win this one for you. That means throw on first down. Don't run. Don't try to get to third and manageable. Be aggressive on early downs. Try to stay ahead of the chains and just keep going at it. Keep going at it again and again and again. Uh, Again, the Eagles are good versus the run. They're going to stop you if you want to try to run at them. Now, Tony Pollard has been waiting for that breakout game. He said that he promises it's going to come. I'm not sure if this is the game where you gotta expect that as a as the Cowboys team and as us as Cowboys fans. So that is my number one key to beat Philly. We've got four other keys tonight, but let me see some of your comments right now in the chat. I think I beat my <laughs> I think I beat my tongue or something, but we're gonna push through this show. Let's see here. Mark Aaron says I have an idea. Why not put Massey Smith and Hankins in to do the tush push? Oh, Mark says to do it, not to stop it. 
to do it. I think that's what he uh, means right there. Let's see here. Uh, don't want it all on one guy. It takes a village. It's toxic, Tom. And I'll, I do agree with that. Like, obviously, when I say let Dak Prescott win this one for you, I mean, give him the ball on early downs. But obviously, you don't want him to be playing superhero in, in several ways. <laughs> Katharina says, I'm sorry. I don't trust the refs at all. Look at what they did to us when we played the 49ers. Some of that, I'll admit, the Cowboys did it to themselves, right? So I see what Katharina is saying here. That was a pure, a, a poor game in terms of penalties for Dallas. But I think most of it was on Dallas instead of the actual refs. Roderick, that's a question that we're going to get to later on the show, but we are going to talk about that. Who holds A.J. Brown? That's a tough call. Uh, we're going to get to that in a little bit here. Key number two to beat the Eagles. Key number two, I kind of jotted down as non-edge Micah Parsons play. And what I mean by that is the chess match that is going to take place between Dan Quinn and Nick Sirianni slash Brian Johnson. That's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Remember last year when the game started between Philly and Dallas and the Eagles had this way of really staying away from Micah, making reads off of him, leaving him unblocked, but yet he was not able to really make an impact early in the game. How does that chess match look? now in 2023 and I do think we could see several differences first and foremost it seems to me like the Cowboys are much more willing to move him around and to have him over the center to have him over the guard isolating him versus the right guard on this game might be the way to go now I say that with a grain of salt because we still don't know if Cam Jurgens who is the actual starting right guard of the Philadelphia Eagles, is going to play on this game or not. He has been limited in practice. He has this 21 practice window activated. So he could be, you know, playing on Sunday. But if he doesn't play, that means Sua Opeta is actually going to take his place at right guard. And this guy has struggled so far. He's the only one in Philly, to allow two sacks this season. And he hasn't played all games. So he has played about two fewer games than the other starters, which translates to about 232 snaps. And he has allowed 17 pressures in those. And man, that's one of those matchups that if it does take place on Sunday, you got to see the Cowboys winning 10 times out of 10. Uh, I think that's the weak spot in Philly's offensive line. It's not that he absolutely sucks. It's not that he's a player that does not belong in the NFL, but he is the weak spot for sure. So Cam Jurgens is going to be this player to watch. If he does play, uh, it's going to be different. But if he doesn't play and he is practicing, he is limited in practice, and it's Opeta in his place, that's the one guy that you want the Cowboys to isolate Michael Parsons against. Now, not as easy in the sense that you might have an, a, a very downhill rushing game from Philadelphia every time that you have Micah Parsons inside. And 
Not saying that Amica cannot defend the run because I think that is just basically wrong and incorrect, but it's not his biggest strength. Not when, you know, put at the line of scrimmage inside at one technique or whatever it is, even if it's from a stand-up position, that's where you want Micah if you are the Eagles and you want to run the football down their throats. So this is going to be an important game for everyone else to show up, but give me Micah Parsons isolated versus the right guard every chance that you get. I'm not sure if I said something that was mispronounced or something based on the chat just uh, very quickly. <laughs> oh, man. Pollard is limited by our coaching, says the guru. And that might be true, man. It might be true in the sense that the offensive scheme for, for the run game specifically has not been great necessarily. Uh, and I don't think that Tony Pollard is the actual issue of the Cowboys running game. Anyways, point number three, and this is related directly to what we've been talking about regarding the Eagles' run game. Marquise Bell versus Jalen Hurts. Philly is going to be physical on this one. Not because it's the Cowboys-Eagles. It's just because it is the Eagles, right? Philly is physical in the run game. And not only that, they do have that plus one advantage with an option quarterback who can run very well. Is he dealing with a knee injury or not? Hard to tell for sure. But I would exp I would prepare for this game just assuming that Jalen Hurts is going to be able to take off and do his thing as a runner, which is what he usually does. And, you know, people have been talking about his knee for a while now. I just have a tough time saying, hey, Expect Jalen Hurts to be banged up on this game. I think he's going to be able to play the way that he usually plays. Now, if he does that, one of the players to watch has to be number 14 at the second level. Marquise Bell running sideline to sideline and really punishing Jalen Hurts when the opportunity arises to do so is going to be key to win this game. And what I look forward to seeing the most is that to me it is very clear that Marquise Bell can shoot through the gap that he needs to shoot through with explosion, with his speed, and get to the point where he needs to make the tackle. But I want to see him really get dirty in one of these physical grinding games. And I think Sunday can be exactly that test for Marquise Bell. He played 73% of the snaps versus L.A., I want to see how that looks like versus Philly, especially with another game for Rashawn Evans under his belt. Do we see more rotation at linebacker? How exactly do they defend the Eagles' run game? Because I do think that's what Philly is going to want to do as much as they can. If you're Philly, you want to host the Cowboys and you want to be like, well, we'll run as long as we can run. And that's more or less what we saw the last time they faced each other, uh, when it was the Eagles really throwing all sorts of stuff at Michael Parsons, whether that was a read option or whether that was a RPO or a quick game, they had answers for Micah's presence at the defensive line. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. That is key number three for me. Key number four includes a question for y'all. AJ Brown is so freaking good. 
and Devonta Smith happens to be very good also. The Cowboys, though, have two cornerbacks and a cornerback group in general that should be one of the best in the NFL. Would they be even better with Trevon Diggs healthy? Heck yeah. But are they weak unit just because he is in the round? Nuh-uh. The Cowboys are one of the best secondaries in the NFL. But if you're Dallas and you're prepping for this one, you've got a choice to make. Who defends who? I don't think that we're going to see a game plan where Dallas is going to shadow A.J. Brown with one of their cornerbacks. But I do think we're going to see a decision there where Dallas goes, we've got De'Aaron Bland and we've got Stephon Gilmore. And these two guys need to defend A.J. and Devonta. My question for me to you is, who do you pick to defend A.J. Brown? Do you pick De'Aaron Bland, who has been an absolute ball hawk over the last few weeks? And, and I mean, I would just name this season, but even going back to 2022, he's been a ball hawk for Dallas. Or would you pick the veteran and experienced Stephon Gilmore to defend A.J. Brown? Let me know in the chat. In my opinion, this is the decision. This is where the decision lies. If you pick De'Aaron Bland to defend A.J. Brown, you're picking his physicality and you're picking his, his, his uh, contested catch ability because A.J. tends to get more contested looks. And if I'm Dallas, I'm looking at that physicality and I'm looking at De'Aaron Bland having opportunities to pick off Jalen Hurts. But then the counter side to that is speed, and Devonta Smith has a lot of it. Not sure if De'Aaron Bland has the same sort of speed that Devonta Smith does. I'm not sure, but I do know for a fact that Stephon Gilmore probably does not. So that's where the decision lies, and it's not an easy one to make at all. So who do you pick to defend A.J. Brown? Let's see some of your comments here. Gilmore says toxic. Smith's speed doesn't, doesn't match well versus Willie, uh, versus Gilly, excuse me. Gregory says De'Ron Bland. Mark Aaron says, Mo, why hasn't Easy been playing on defense? That's a good question. And I do think it's because the Cowboys do prefer Jordan Lewis as their nickel cornerback. I think we've known that since he didn't start the season on pop. And I think he has struggled to be active here and there because. There's just a lot of players that you have on that secondary, man. You've got, and, and he was active the last couple of weeks, so there is that. Uh, Deuce Vaughn has been the healthy scratch now. But I just think he doesn't fit anywhere right now. The Cowboys do prefer the top three cornerbacks that we see every week. And then they have the three safeties that they also seem to prefer very strongly. Hooker, Wilson, and Kears. Not against that at all, uh, but I think that's the answer that right there. Uh, I wonder if, as Marcus Rose says, we might see him here and there on Sunday with the way that he is physical and versatile. Cam says Stefan is going to get smoked. Katharina says you put Bland on him. David McKnight says Bland versus A.J. Brown. Brad says Bland. Gilbert goes with Gilmore. Fidencio says Bland on A.J. and Gilmore on Smith. Ines says I say Bland. Listen. 
I will be fully transparent and say, I don't know. I don't know what the correct answer for this one is. Because I do want Lance physicality versus AJ. And AJ Brown has 19 contested targets this season. And I look at it from the perspective of, you know, that's number one in the NFL. Like AJ leads the league in contested targets thrown his way. So if you know that, if you enter this game knowing that, I kind of want to see De'Ron Bland get those opportunities. But I also look at it from the perspective of the biggest liability in this entire game could be Devonta Speed versus Gilmore. And then there is another question worth asking. Even if you put De'Ron Bland on, on Devonta's mid, does that hurt Bland too? Because he might not be as, I don't want to say slow, because it's going to sound like I'm saying that Gilmore cannot, like, like he's low in the bad way. But I'm not sure if he's as fast as Devonta, because Devonta is extremely fast. So if he's still going to have a speed advantage no matter what, do I still want to keep Bland versus AJ? Again, not sure what the correct answer for that is. I'm going to say Stephon Gilmore versus Devonta and and. Excuse me, uh, Stefan Gilmore versus AJ is the way to go. Ultimately, I believe that it will be very varied throughout the entire game. Cowboys are going to keep moving or, or staying to one side of the field or the other. But picking right, like the Cowboys making the right decision on this game, in that sense, at corner will be key. That is Dan Quinn's choice. That is what he needs to choose before the game. And that's definitely one of the biggest keys to the game. That was the number four key of this one. So just to recap, let Dak cook, isolating Michael Parsons versus the right guard and finding ways for him to contribute away from the edge. AJ, uh, excuse me, the physicality up front with Marquise Bell and AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, number four. The number five key to this game, it's oversimplified, but it's true. Just show up. Man, show up. And I say this because this is a game that the Cowboys can absolutely win. Uh, we're going to get into the prediction here shortly. But I know it's the Eagles. I know they're doing very well. But you look at this game and you can see the path with which they can win this game. It's in Philly. The Eagles are favorite. You know, they deserve to be favorites. If this game was playing at AT&T Stadium, the Cowboys would be favorites probably by three points as well. It's a pretty even matchup, and you can make arguments for both sides. But this is one of those games where you absolutely cannot have the Cowboys not show up. Even if they do lose this game, but it, it ends up being a 27-24 to 24 contest that is close throughout four quarters, there's probably nothing to be mad about. But if this is a game that is in any way similar to what we lived in week five, where we were so hyped and we were talking about this being the game of the year and we were talking about it being a measuring stick for the Cowboys and we were talking about it in several ways to get us excited and then only for the Cowboys to literally not show up. Maybe not literally, but still, you know what I mean. I cannot have that. I cannot have that in week nine. And yes, it's an away game but it's a divisional away game. You just cannot have that. And that's part of 
what Bobby here says. Nah, sorry, not Bobby, Gregory. Bobby, I'm going to get to yours here in a moment. But Gregory says, did you mention penalties? Because we need a clean game. To me, that's part of showing up. You cannot get to this game and then have 12 defensive men on the field or have an offsides pre-snap because you were lined up incorrectly. Or you cannot have like this drive-killing penalties that the Cowboys had versus the San Francisco 49ers. Cannot have any of that. Cannot start the game with a three and out. Cannot start the game by allowing a 75-yard, eight-minute drive for a touchdown. You need to show up. You need to be there. And I know it sounds oversimplified, but with this football team, it deserves to be a part of the conversation. Because we've seen so many times Dallas not showing up. Uh, Cannot have that in this game, in my opinion. And just, you know, people have talked about the way the Cowboys perceive this game themselves, like how they talk about it, like how, how they talked about the Niners game being bigger than just any game and wanting the Cowboys to keep it more low key in week nine. You know, I don't care about what they say in front of the reporters and in front of the cameras and the mics. As long as when the game starts, they're not too amped up in the bad way or they're not too jittery or they're not too overly excited then they can say whatever they want. But when that game starts, again, cannot have any of that. Cannot have that one drive where they need to slow themselves down. A little bit nervous about that final key to the game, honestly. Let's see here. Toxic says, Mo, you're expecting Dallas to rise to the occasion and seize a massive opportunity. This sounds familiar. And that's exactly what I mean, man. Cowboys cannot have a repeat of whatever happened in week nine. Let me share with you these numbers very quickly. Because these are from DBOA. DBOA is a great way to measure efficiency. But, you know, Aaron Chats does an absolutely amazing job with the numbers. He has this page where you can look at the probabilities of each team to make the playoffs. And these are probability is based on the efficiency that they've shown through the weeks. And Dallas right now has a, according to DVOA, has a 34% probability to win the division. The Eagles are at 66% to win the division. Washington and the Giants basically have zero. This is the game where that can shift. Because I'm telling you now, man, the season won't be over if the Cowboys lose in Philly. But it doesn't get any better than this as an opportunity for Dallas to go ahead and seize the lead for the division. I mean, not the lead exactly, but you know what I mean. Uh, suddenly, the Cowboys could be 6-2 and two and the Eagles could be 7-2. and two. And then the Cowboys could become somewhat of a front runner for the NFC East. And we said it in terms of the division, but this is what really matters now. The number one seed in the NFC right now, the Eagles have a 36.4% chance of getting it. The Cowboys have a 15.3% chance of getting it. Just for context, that is better than the Saints, who are divisional leaders, and that is better than the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks, who are also divisional leaders in the NFC West. Basically, Detroit is the only divi- divisional reader, leader excuse me, with a better chance 
numbers-wise at the number one seed in the NFC than the Dallas Cowboys. But if you go ahead and win on Sunday, that can reach another level of possibility for the Cowboys. It's going to be a tough one, though, because the Eagles are good. Let's give it to them. They are good. Not going to be the guy to say, hey, the Eagles suck here and there. Uh, I do think they're pretty beatable. I do think they have won a lot of games in, in tight spots where they shouldn't have been tight spots. I do think that Jalen Hurts is turning the ball over at a high rate, even though now we're not talking about that because now it's not Dak Prescott. Never mind that the interception percentage is higher than the turnover-worthy play percentage is higher. All of that does not matter because it's not Dak, so you're not hearing about it every single day in national media. But still, they are turning the ball over. It's one of those games where, man, uh, we've already talked about some of the keys to the game, but some of the more obvious keys to the game are Cowboys cannot fall behind. None of these teams can fall behind. Because if the Cowboys fall behind, then the Eagles can do their thing and just pound a rock and take time off the clock just doing their thing, winning their way, like how they beat the Miami Dolphins. But if you're a Philly, you can also not you, you should also not fall behind because suddenly you're forcing Jalen Hurts to win by throwing from the pocket. And although I do like Jalen. I do think that is an area where the Eagles would struggle against this pass rush and this Cowboys defense. So if it's not a contestant game throughout, one of these teams might be blown out. Hopefully it's the Cowboys beating the, the Eagles. Let's see here. Guru says, are we going to be aggressive or dink and dunk on the road? I really hope the Cowboys let it rip on this one. It worked last week. You run three by one at the highest rate this season. You used a lot of, of motion. You had CD working as the X receiver. So basically playing on Michael Gallup's former role, you got to do more of that. You got to do more of everything that worked. You were using fast slash sheet of motion. Sorry, with Jake Ferguson playing with leverage. Want to see more of that. Want to see more of that. Now, Game prediction and betting the Cowboys. Let me know in the chat what is your scoreboard for this one. And I'll let you know mine in a little bit. But first, let me give you my bet of the week. And I don't have the graphic today. I'm sorry about that. But my bet of the week is not a side. I'm not picking the spread this time around. It's Eagles minus three. I don't like it because it's a three. I, I would much rather take the points in that sense with the Cowboys. But I do think we're talking about an over on Sunday. It's at 47. My bet of the week for this one is over. We are, what are we? Let me confirm to you what the record for this segment is. Since I don't have a graphic this time around, not entirely sure, but I'm going to open it up right now. So we are 5-2, and two, just like the Cowboys, making a bet every single week. We're 5-2. and two. We were 13-4 and four last season, going for the over 47 points on this one. Lock it in. And you know what I, you know my rule here. Cowboys are a good team, so maybe this doesn't come up a whole lot. But I don't pick games just rooting for the Cowboys. I, I stick to my actual opinion 
and my objective opinion. And I said at the beginning of the season that I was calling for the Cowboys and the Eagles to split the series and to have each win at home. So I'm taking the Eagles in the score 27 to 25. Weird scoreboard, but still, that's my call. 27 to 25, Dallas. Uh, excuse me, 27 to 25, Philly. I do think the Cowboys can cover on this game. Like, I think it's going to be that close. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to say today that the Eagles win on Sunday. I do believe, as I said throughout this entire show, the Cowboys can win this one. They really can win this one. I just think that we've seen a little bit more from Philly in terms of showing up like that, right? So we'll go with that. We'll go with uh, Eagles winning the game, but give me the over on the betting world. And we get so caught up in predictions. That's the least important part of this show, in my opinion. To me, what matters the most is all of the analysis that we went through and that we go through every single week. But yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the Eagles in terms of the scoreboard and just hope I'm wrong. And not that I, you know, I know that some people are always going to hate when you pick against the Cowboys. And I get it. I get it. I get the fan side of it. But I refuse to just be a cheerleader on this team. And I will just share my real opinion. Uh, let's see some of your scores right here. Toxic says 27 for Philly, 21 for Dallas. Until proven otherwise, I don't trust Dallas in big games. Kimberly says... Cowboys 24, Eagles 20. David says 34-31, Cowboys. Katharina says 30-27, Cowboys. Mark Aaron, 30-27, Eagles. 28-20, Dallas. Brett goes with 31-14, Cowboys. 47-17 for Inez, Cowboys. That, that would be such a fun scoreboard. Want to go ahead and, and love that and see that on Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight and for the week. I'll see you again on Sunday night. Hopefully, to talk about how wrong I was and how silly of me it was to pick the Eagles on this game. Now, hopefully I am about to eat crow, Bobby. Hopefully I am. Trust me, there's nothing that I want more than eat crow on Sunday night. And again, this is just me picking the game. Uh, but as I said... Cowboys have a path to winning this game. I do think that path is CD Lamb. So hopefully Dallas comes out there and they let Dak Prescott deal and you see a lot of targets in early downs to CD and just a lot of passing game in early downs. I think that's the key to the game. That's the one obvious decision that Dallas needs to make to beat the Eagles. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you on Sunday. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, everybody. And I'll see you on Sunday night, 8 p.m. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.